Welcome to the Plant Power Pantry Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Dobrowanski, an educator, author, and self-trained chef. Whether you're vegan, vegan curious, or simply want to kickstart your health, this is the podcast for you. I believe that small changes in our food choices can make big differences in our health and wellness. So join me each week as we investigate one food item to expand your pantry one step at a time. Together, we'll build a healthy foundation by investigating the history, the health benefits, and I'll provide some tips on storage along with a delicious recipe for you to try. I'm so happy you're joining me in my kitchen to explore all the wonderful food the world has to offer. All right, let's put on our aprons and join me as we open the doors to the plant-powered pantry. The information on this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. If you require a medical diagnosis or prescription, or if you are contemplating any major dietary change, please consult a qualified healthcare provider. You should always seek an expert medical opinion prior to making changes in your diet, supplement regimen, or lifestyle. Welcome back to season two, Pantry People. I'm so excited to have you joining me for episode five of our recovery food season. This season, we are focusing on all about foods that help us recover. Whether you are starting a new workout routine, just getting your body moving, or training for a half marathon, 5K, ultra marathon, or even a one-mile run. It doesn't matter. These foods that we're talking about this season help us recover and help our bodies with inflammation and digestion and healing and are just good for you. Okay, plant-powered people, today we are making a date with dates. We are going to be talking about Mejul dates the entire time we are together. And I'm so excited because dates are very underrated and yet so important to our recovery. That I am still a little congested and I apologize for that. But as I said last week, Spring is in full swing here, although on the day that I'm recording this, it's cold and in the 30s and windy, and it doesn't feel like it. But just this past week, I was running past some forsythia bushes that are in full bloom and just had a sneezing fit. So (laughs) allergies are on cue, and man, it's going to be a long season. So hey, it is what it is. All right, pantry people, let's get in and talk about Mijul dates. Similar to the other food we have been talking about this season, 
dates were first known to be cultivated in the Fertile Crescent between Egypt and Mesopotamia as early as 4000 BC. Date palm trees thrive in tropical and subtropical regions and continue to be an important crop for Iraq, Iran, Arabia, and North Africa, and as far west as Morocco. In the 20th century, dates have also been cultivated in Southern California, Arizona, and Florida. Throughout the U.S., the Majul and Diglett are the most common varieties of dates cultivated. Both of these varieties were brought to the United States by agricultural explorer Walter Swingle. And thanks to Swingle, American Majul dates can trace their roots to a single Moroccan oasis where he convinced a local leader to give him some offshoots for his journey home to the Coachella Valley. Now, our love affair with dates began between 1900 and 1930 when movies such as Lawrence of Arabia and The Queen of Sheba were released. And the dates seemed to be an exotic Middle Eastern fruit, which was very enticing to American and Canadians. During the 1950s, Date shops and stands could be found all along the California Highway 111, running from Palm Palm Springs to Mecca, which attracted tourists. Now, all the medjool dates in the Coachella Valley can be traced back to that single oasis in Morocco. Nine offshoots Swingle brought back are the source of all the trees today. That just blew my mind because if you've ever traveled out to that area of California, you know, you can just see the the fields of date trees. And it's amazing to think that it all started with nine little offshoots. Now, however, in Morocco and Algeria, where the Majul date originated, the palm trees have been wiped out by disease. But back in 1995, a husband and wife who had worked with the dates since 1950 in California sent back a healthy stock from their date garden to the areas where the Majul once flourished. So they were returning the original date tree shoots that Swindle had brought back, back to Morocco. And I find that just incredible. And now to date, those trees in Morocco are thriving and the community has just been elated to receive a healthy crop. Dates have so many health benefits. So let's talk a little bit about that. 
Did you know that Majul dates offer a significant amount of, you guessed it, my friend, fiber? And a variety of vitamins and minerals, including iron, potassium, B vitamins, copper, and magnesium. And that makes them a great option for anyone who starts an exercise program or is a longtime athlete. Dates are a great source of energy because of their concentrated source of natural sugars. I typically like to grab a couple if I'm going to be out for a run or on my bike for more than an hour. Also, I will make sure that I have them packed in my backpack if I am going on a hike. It is a natural replacement for that goo that really became popular years ago. I also like to make today's recipe and bring them with me on long trips if I'm flying or to aid in my recovery post-race and training. As a matter of fact, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be taking an upcoming road trip, and I can definitely tell you that my nut and date bites will definitely be made and packed in the car as one of my snacks. Dates also help support healthy digestion from, you guessed it, the fiber in them. And as I always like to say, fiber is our friend. You know, I might need to make some swag up to go along with that statement because, you know, I just seem to say it every single time we're together. <laughs> oh, So anyway, fiber is essential for, to promoting healthy digestion and bowel regularity. In fact, sufficient fiber in your diet helps form stool, and prevents constipation. And according to the British Journal of Nutrition, in a three-week study, 21 people ate seven dates per day and significantly improved their bowel movement frequency compared with when they didn't eat the dates. These little nuggets also boast several antioxidants, which can prevent your cells from oxidative damage that can lead to diseases like cancer, heart disease, and brain ailments. And finally, dates also include flavonoids, carotenoids, and phenolic acids, which have been studied for their anti-inflammatory properties, which makes it great to use either mid-workout or even post-workout. And if you are the type of person that has a sweet tooth, dates are a great replacement for when you have that overpowering craving for something sweet. Just make sure that before you eat them, you break it open and take the pit out because that just would not be good. Let's talk a little bit about how to store our dates. Majul dates are fairly easy to store. 
If you're planning to eat or cook with your dates within a couple days of buying them, you can store them in an airtight container in your pantry. Typically, mine come in a either a bag or a plastic reusable container. Um, so they're already, you know, kept in airtight, so I don't have to worry about it. And even if I do open them, I know that they're still going to stay for a couple of days after I open them in that same container as long as I seal it back up. If you're not sure how long it will take you to eat or when you're going to cook with them, you can store them in your fridge. You can place the dates in an airtight container. Uh, It helps them retain their moisture and they can be stored for up to six months in the refrigerator, but they may lose a little bit of moisture the longer that they sit. One of the tips I have about using dates is to make sure that if they are not pitted, that you pit them. They have a long, slender pit in the middle of them, and it's very easy. You separate them with your thumb, and the pit is typically right there, and you could just pop it right out. So make sure you do that before you use them in any recipe whether you are adding them to a smoothie, whether you're making a date syrup, or whether you're making today's recipe of nut and date bites. This week's recipe is simple and easy, and like I said earlier, it is one of my go-to recipes. Whether I'm traveling or going out on a hike, I typically won't bring these if I'm going on a run or a bike ride just because they have nuts in them and I don't want to risk choking. But if I'm going to be in a spot where I am either taking a break or being fairly sedentary, like on a plane or in the car... I will always bring these nut and date bites with me. And fun story, I just made a batch of these about two weeks ago, and I brought them into work for my coworkers. And I had one of my coworkers was just devouring them. He loved them so much. He told me that I should definitely package them and sell them. Um, And he ate almost all of them, except for a few that some of my other coworkers were actually able to sneak in and grab them, but he absolutely loved them. And for me, like when anybody loves my food, that is a true testament of my love being put into it and the fact that it is tasty and delicious. This recipe is so easy. What I did was I take three quarters cup of roasted salted peanuts and three quarters cup of shelled pistachios. Now, you can use any type of nut that you want. Just know that the softer the nut, the when you try to pulse it, to chop it up, it will almost get like a creamy texture. And if that's what you're going for, that's great. But I like that crunchy and then with the soft date bite, I just love that combination. So I typically tend to use a a crunchier type of nut. So I'll use the salted peanuts, the pistachios. Um, I'll also use cashews and almonds. So the choice is up to you. It really is a personal preference. 
But for the picture and the recipe that I'm putting up this week, I used three quarters cup of roasted salted peanuts and three quarters cup of shelled pistachios. Then I took two cups of pitted mejul dates and a quarter teaspoon of sea salt. I took a piece of parchment paper and put it on a uh, baking sheet. I added the nuts to the food processor, so the peanuts and the pistachios, and pulsed it several times just to get a quick rough chop on them. You can also do this by hand, but make sure that you are using a very sharp chef knife. And be prepared. It will get a little messy if you are doing it by hand. So then what you do is once your nuts are pulsed and in a smaller, not totally granular, but not pea size, you want somewhere in between, you can take them out of the food processor and put them in a small bowl and set that aside. Now in that same container, do not rinse it, you are going to add the dates and the sea salt and you are just gonna pulse that until a ball forms. It is going to take a little bit, but trust the process, it will get there. It almost forms a ball like pasta does when the dough is ready and it really, you know, all comes together. So once your dates and sea salt are formed into that small ball, ball in your food processor, using, I like to use a small ice cream scoop. You can also use a tablespoon, um, whatever you have. Just be very careful because if you, the blade is still in your processor. It is very, very sharp. And trust me, it hurts when you do slice your hand open on it. So please be careful. Either A, remove the blade, or B, use the ice cream scoop or spoon to get it out. And so what you're going to do is you're going to scoop up um, a little bit of the, the date mixture, and you're just going to roll a ball, roll it into a ball in the palm of your hands. And what happens is the heat from your hands keeps them sticky, which is what you want. That is a good thing because then you're going to take each ball and you're going to place it onto the lined baking sheet. And then once you're all done, you're going to then take each ball from your baking sheet and roll it into the nut mixture. It's fairly simple process. Um, you might have to gently press some of the nuts into the balls in order to get it stick. I usually do that um, every time I've made these. I've had to just kind of gently work it in a little bit just to make sure that they stay on there. And basically, you just continue this process until each one of your date balls is coated. Then you're going to place them, as you finish them, you're going to place them back onto your baking sheet. You're going to then put that baking sheet with your coated date and nut bites into the refrigerator for about an hour. And this really is just to get everything to set. Um, and it really helps just speed along the process of the setting. You can leave them out if you don't have room in your fridge, but it's going to take a little bit longer for them to come together and not, you know, be a little mushy still. Um, and then really all you have to do is store it in a sealed container in the fridge for up to two weeks. These are delicious. Um, like I said, I take them along a lot on hikes, bike rides, road trips, and 
even just to bring something sweet to the office that is an alternative from having a candy dish on your desk. And it is a great option to have. All right, pantry people, let's talk about our transition tip of the week. You will notice a pattern with our transition tip of the week uh, this season is that each week it gets a little bit more deeper into being plant-powered and veganism. I mean, we went from talking about, you know, just getting a cookbook and becoming familiar with trying recipes to finding an online or an in-person community that is positive, that will support you and answer questions that you may have. And last week, we talked a lot about reading labels. And this week is a little bit more of the same. This week's transition tip of the week is to research and learn some of the different names given to non-vegan ingredients that may be in your food. And I'm going to tell you, this is a little bit of a rabbit hole that you're going to go down, but it is a good rabbit hole to go down because when you start familiarizing yourself with ways that companies kind of sneak animal products into food, you will then become more confident in what you're eating, what you're purchasing, and what you're fueling your body with. So, for example, did you know that casein is a protein derived from mammal's milk, which is typically cow milk? It can be found in all dairy, non-vegan products. However, this casein is produced specifically as a growth hormone, and it is for calves to gain weight very quickly. And it is the basis of one of the proteins that is in cow-based milk. However, it can be found in some items that are listed veggie. Uh, You might think instinctively that because something is labeled veggie or vegetarian or even plant-based, it might be vegan. This is not always true. And for this reason, you should take some time to familiarize yourself with the different names given to non-vegan ingredients. And you have to take the time to read the labels if you're unsure of something. And really what it comes down to is Google is your friend. And so is the app that I mentioned in an earlier episode, Is It Vegan? Oh, free app, by the way. Is it vegan? And this will take some time to learn and do. But as I mentioned in the previous episode, it is so worth it. It is worth it for you to know what you are putting in your bodies and what you're supporting with your hard-earned dollars that you're spending your money on in the food stores. All right, my friends. Thank you for another great episode. 
Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love on Instagram. Don't forget to look me up over there at the Plant Powered Pantry and send me a DM or a VM on Instagram. And with any of your questions or feedback, I'd be happy to hear that. And until next week, keep it plant powered, my pantry people. Thank you so much for joining me in my kitchen today. I enjoyed our time together. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Plant Powered Pantry Podcast. Also, if you have a minute, do me a favor, rate and review the show. It really means a lot to me. Also, to stay up with all things plant powered and to get today's recipe, please visit plantpoweredpantry.com. All right, my friends, until next week, keep on cooking.